Welcome back to the Modern Day Overthinker Podcast. We're bringing you some new episodes quickly here. And this one is a very special episode. I was very excited to have this guest on. His name is Pootyville. He is a rapper. He is originally from the Quad Cities, where I am based out of. And he's also lived in Akron, Ohio. He kind of moves back and forth, goes back and forth. He has some family there. And... We were able to discuss his recent uh, mental health break that he had. Uh, He took a break from putting out music as well as posting on social media for at least six months. Uh, So he is back in the full swing of things, and he really, you can tell just by listening to him, he's in a good place mentally, and he is motivated. He is ready to go, and we had a great conversation and uh, I really don't know what else to say besides listen because this is a guy who you're going to hear more of very soon. But yeah, man, uh, I'm glad to have you here, man. How long have you been back in the Quad Cities? Um, I'm always in and out. In and um, out, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm originally from the Quad Cities, but... Okay. Um. I spent a lot of time in Akron, Ohio, so that's like my second home. Okay. LeBron's hometown. Yes, sir. Yes, yep, sir. Yep, yep. That's the only reason I know anyone knows about Akron. I it swear. Seems like, yeah. Akron's a, Akron's a dope place, man. They got a lot of good artists out there. Um, it's it's kind of similar to here. Um, that's that's kind of why wise. I like it. It's still the Midwest, so it's not much different. Okay. Okay. So you grew up uh, Moline, East Moline? East Moline. But okay. I've lived all over the Quad Cities. I went to UT. In high, um, my freshman year. Okay. And then um, sophomore year, I went to Rocky. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you ended up finishing or? I did not. Um, I, after Rocky, I moved to Ohio, and uh, I ended up dropping out. Um, school, I recommend nobody drop out of school, but. Yeah. Um, no, man, I just, I just felt like music was what I needed to do and I just didn't feel like school fit into my um my plan my life plan makes sense uh so why Ohio oh well my mother actually moved to Ohio okay uh, that makes sense yeah so I kind of just moved with her okay yeah that makes sense I'm like there had to have been a family member or something because that seems pretty random uh as far as uh, Akron Ohio as your choice uh but yeah, man, I noticed uh, you took a little bit of a break, and you're kind of back into it, back in the swing of things, recording again. Definitely, um, definitely, definitely back at it. Um, definitely, we're going through a lot of, a lot of dark times. A lot of had to get some mental. I had to take a mental health break. Um, okay. Definitely, and uh, yeah, really, it's just a mental health break. Definitely. So. Um, was there anything in particular that was really getting to you? I mean, you're. I mean, it seems like you've been. When did that first viral video? Is the rapping in the car about the ex? That was the one that really took off, right? Right. That was the one. That that was the one. Okay. Definitely. And that was that was 2016. Okay. And ever since then, you've kind of been. So what's been the story since then? So I'll give you the timeline. Okay? Yeah, the so, timeline. So 2016 is when it all popped off. Um, I mean, talk about, you know, a life change overnight. 
Um, mm-hmm. It really, my life. So the really internet changed. can do that. Yeah, it really changed overnight, and it was just a lot of things, a lot of people coming at me. That's me. It's all okay. Right. Um, let me make sure I turn my. I got but switch it, phones. It was a, it was a lot of people that were just coming at me, and I'm just you know I was just a 21 year old kid, um, so, and that was just a lot to deal with, um, yeah. dealing with labels, and um, you know you hear about all the. Um, the stories of people, you know, things not working out in the music business. So um, I was just trying to navigate that. And really on, on my own, I was trying to navigate that. Um, end up signing a deal um, with Fendi out of, out of New York. He's a he's a guy who uh, discovered Nicki Minaj. Okay. And, uh, you know, we did our thing. Um, about a year in, it didn't really work out. We went our separate ways. Um, I was independent again, um, started doing my thing independent. Uh, then I dropped my album, A Beautiful Story, I say in 2018. Um, made, it made a really good impact, um, made some decent money from it. Probably the first time I actually made some real good money off of music and I was able to get myself my own place and uh, be a man finally, I felt like, since I had dropped out of high school. It was probably the first time I was really financially stable so I was living on my own and I just I started dealing with anxiety it started getting really bad for me um and from there I started going to the doctor and the doctor uh he prescribed me some uh anti-anxiety depression medication yep. uh, which is Xanax and I hate when they go right to that yeah yeah Went right to the Xanax, and it it helped me a lot at first. And yeah, I, it does at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Wow, this is a wonder drug, right?" Yep. Um, and boy, was I wrong. Um, yeah. And things took a turn for the worse. Um, you know, I was drinking on them, which I highly recommend you don't do. Blackout. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is there's there's a whole year of my life that's just a blur. So. Um, well, I've heard that so many times. And. And yeah, and after that, um, the Xanax kind of took a hold of me. Um, it started controlling me. Um, I didn't really want to make music anymore. Um, yeah, it slows you down. You're a zombie. It, yeah, it just, it, I was just a straight zombie. And those things are really hard to come off of. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I couldn't be productive making music. Um, I felt like every time I go to the studio, I wasn't motivated. Uh, it was just it was just a a really nasty time yeah and uh, and it, it, they're so hard to get off of man so hard so, so did you have tough. to go through detox or did you I've been do, through detox many times I've tried to go to rehab um I've tried to just quit cold turkey um wean yourself off wean myself that. off and um even now i'm still on them but i'm trying to wean down now i've kind of got a, gr- a grab on it um and and i've got to the point where i've gotten productive again so i'm in a good spot that's good that's good man glad to hear that what about the what about the drinking part um i'm not really a drinker i never really was a drinker i drunk socially okay um but i don't really drink Okay, so, but yeah, obviously when you mix the two, though, that's yeah. where it gets dangerous. Yeah, and that's really why I stopped drinking, because of the Xanax. So, okay. just just mixing that, and it was like, okay, well, let me just stop drinking, 
And, you know, when you're, when you're addicted to something, you try to rationalize things and you say, well, it's not that bad. So I see, this is how I think, well, I stopped drinking. So, um, that's a step forward. Um, it's not that bad. And it still was that bad. I mean, you know, when you're it still is a step forward, but yeah, definitely, you know, it's still, it's, you still, you're still dealing with addiction. You're still not dealing with the root of the problem. So, um, that's what I'm, that's, I guess where I'm at, just trying to, um, deal with the root of the problem and why I went to that doctor in the first place and figure that out and move forward from there. So, yeah. And then what are you discovering is the root of the problem? Um, are you not there yet? Are you working on it? How are you working on that as far as that process? Writing or? Definitely, definitely through writing. Definitely through just, just learning to be um, alone with my thoughts and don't push those thoughts down. Let those thoughts, just explore the where those thoughts go. Um, I'm a big, uh, deep thinker. Um, I think about a lot of things and when I start thinking about, well, how I used to operate is I used to think about things and I kind of push those things down. And I would uh, use substances to um, alleviate those things and kind of push them out of my life or push them out of my mind. But now I'm, I'm accepting those thoughts. I'm welcoming, I'm welcoming those thoughts and um, just trying to figure out what my problem is, what's the root of uh, the depression, the anxiety, um, the mental issues, whatever I'm dealing with. I'm trying to get there. through. I'm trying meditation, anything I can. I've started uh, actually working out. I was over, I was about 185. Um, how I'm tall dr- are you? How tall? Yeah. I'm about 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, I'm not really okay. tall. Short guy. Okay, so yeah, you were up to one... 185, I was, I was getting up there. That's pretty big. For yeah, yeah, I've yeah. dropped about 15 pounds now, so, um, and that's that's another um, uh, kind of side effect of what I was dealing with, so when you're not moving your body and you're kind of just um, stagnant and just laying in bed all day and down on yourself. You, eating you, wrong, you, stuff eating, like that. Eating the wrong stuff, and you know, it's just not good for you, man. Yeah, I started going to the gym about a month ago mm-hmm. consistently because uh, it used to be like a thing where before I'd have to find somebody to go with me, and this time is the first time where I'm like, I'm going, this is me, I'm signing up, and I'm motivating myself to go at least three times a week. You, you have to do it for yourself. Yeah. You know, if you feel like, oh, I need someone to push me. Yeah, you, that worked you, for a little not, while, but... Yeah. You know, you you have to do it for yourself. You have to have that self uh, discipline, and you know you have to be self motivated, definitely. And that's how I feel about uh, addiction as well. You have to be. You can't, you know, quit using drugs or quit drinking or quit doing whatever. You can't do it for somebody else. You can try. It may work for a little bit as motivation, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's you have to do it for yourself. I I see it all the time just because I'm in recovery. Um, I know I go to meetings, things like that. So I hear all these different stories. I hear new people like come in that are just like, especially with like people that are coming off of like meth and heroin and that Mm -hmm. shit. And, um, and they're just broken, but they think, and they're like, well, you know, I, I just need to get, you know, drug court off my back or get this done and that stuff. It's like, no, you need to do this for you. Otherwise it's not going to work. I mean. End of the day. Do you feel like do you feel like uh, the the meetings help? Are they helpful? 
they're helpful for me. Um, I I get what I take what I want out of the meetings because mm. uh, there's some things about meetings that I don't like. Um, it can be the people. I mean, it just depends on who goes to that meeting, really, how the meeting is going to be and how the atmosphere of the meeting is going to be. Right. Um, but I usually find at least one person where I hear something where I'm like, oh, I can relate to that, or I never thought about it that way, things like that. I like listening to other people. I like gathering uh, new perspectives, um, and I kind of take what I can from the meeting, and then uh, I use that, and I uh, pass it along. I've uh, passed it along to... uh, you know, people have sponsored, uh, people have helped, like, work steps, things like that. I, I won't say, like, what meetings I go to because you're not supposed to do that. Right, right. Um, any, old ti- any old-timers here, any of this shit, they would kill me. Um, but yeah, uh, Just but keep you, it anonymous. Yeah, but the meetings help. Uh, they help me. Uh, keep me grounded. Uh, it's basically like kind of like a therapy for me, but it's not the only thing I do for my mental health, because uh, if I went to a treatment center, which I have been to a treatment center before and gotten evaluated, I am dual diagnosis. So I'm an addict, but I also have mental health issues as well. I have anx- I have an anxiety disorder. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I have major depressive disorder as well. So I can get really depressed, and I can also obsess over everything, which one of the reasons why the podcast is called Modern Day Overthinker. Just right. so I can overanalyze and overthink everything. Uh, I can get throw myself into this loop, this never-ending loop mm-hmm. of repetitiveness of doing things, just because I think that uh, if I don't do something perfectly right or a certain way, that something bad is going to happen. It's all based on fear and things like that. Um, but... To answer your question, yeah, the meetings have helped me. Um, some people don't like them. I mean, it's their opinion. Um, I always suggest to check them out. Uh, the different ones, there's different, you know, there's different anonymous meetings that you can check out. Um, and uh, for the most part, you're going to be welcomed. Ninety nine percent of the time, you're going to be welcomed. Is um, it, is is it just a thing that? You're kind of around people that understand what you're going through. Exactly. A lot of people that have been broken, uh, that are trying to build themselves back up and trying to become a productive member of society. Because so for the longest, longest time, a lot of us can relate on not being a productive member of society, just barely getting by, doing whatever we had to do, whether that was I wasn't one to rob, steal, or anything. I actually was one of those people that, um, you know, when you're young... Uh, you get those credit card things in the mail, and I would sign up for all of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to keep running running these cars, running these cars, because one of these days, because I always have had like an entrepreneur-type mindset, I'm going to have this business business idea or one of my blogs going to take off, and I'm going to be good. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen because I didn't work very hard either. Also, I was very half-assed because I was drinking all the time. I was mm-hmm. doing drugs all the time. Just a combination of different things, but... I just needed to learn how to be a productive member of society without using substances to cope with life. Just living life on life's terms is one thing that right. I hear a lot. Mm-hmm. Living life on life's terms. So that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to do. And it's 
been working for four years. I mean, I can't complain. I really don't have anything to complain about. Um, anything I do have to complain about is like it's considered probably what I've heard old people talk about. They call Cadillac problems. What's that mean? Uh, basically, it means like instead of uh, worrying about whether I'm going to pay rent this month, uh, I am. Uh, I need to wash my dishes or mm. something stupid like that. Right, right. <laughs> like I, I need. I'm behind on my dishes or something like. Other than that, I mean, I really can't complain. I mean, I still deal with my anxiety. I still deal with my OCD. I mean, I went through a breakup uh, at the beginning of the year. It was something that I did, but it was something that I felt like I had to do. Um, it was a difficult situation. Uh, she has she had issues with mental health as well. It was something where I couldn't deal with it. I can't. I couldn't be her. I couldn't be her hero. I couldn't be the superhero, and I couldn't save her. So I had to let her go, and it still sucks because uh, yeah, she's tough, man. Yeah, because now she's in another relationship, and I'm just like, man. <laughs> but you know, uh, there's no ill will. Like it wouldn't end on like terrible terms. I tried to keep things. It was the most healthy breakup I've ever been a part of. I haven't been in a whole lot of serious relationships. I kind of did a lot of. I was a bar guy, man. I went out and I'd get, I'd get somebody and then I'd talk to him for a little bit or never talk to him again. I was just that guy for so long. Definitely. It, it, I feel like it's, it's, it's a good thing sometimes to kind of get out of relationships. Relationships can kind of hold you down, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we need to get out of those relationships and focus on ourselves and what we need to do and build ourselves up, you know. Uh, definitely. That's exactly what I'm doing, yeah, because, I mean, I'm – not like opposed to going on a date with somebody or I mean I'm on the stupid dating apps they're kind of a joke yeah um any catfishes I've had a few (laughs) I've had a few attempts obviously you could tell yeah 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 they're like oh what's your uh um can I talk to you on whatsapp or can I talk to you on it's always something stupid like or they just want a bunch of girls are on there because they're promoting uh their OnlyFans. yeah or their Snapchat or their Snapchat premium. Add me on Snapchat. Like, like, like sure, I'll add you on Snapchat, but I'm not going to, like, give you money. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to pay for <laughs> anything. None of this. I've seen a few fr- people on OnlyFans uh, uh, that I've known um, that didn't really, like, how me about it. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll subscribe, man. I'll support, I'll support you. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a single guy. Uh, I used to go to the strip club all the time. That used to be my thing when I was fucked up. So, um, it's like what I you know why I love my the, lifestyle anymore. You know why I love the OnlyFans. Um, and this may this my this may sound fucked up, but I love to see women fail at the OnlyFans shit because they shit on uh, the guys for so long trying to become uh, local rappers or whatever, and they, yeah. they get on OnlyFans and it doesn't work. Yeah, they think because they. Just a cute girl in the city. The whole world is just going to fuck with them. Nah. And it's just like a um, definitely um, uh, eye-opener for them. This one shit I did, it's not even because, like, I really cared that much about the content. Like, her, But her hustle was so strong. Like, I mm-hmm. respected it so strong. I was like, I'll, su- I'll subscribe for, like, a month or two. Then I'm, I'm going to cancel this. But I'm not going to be a lifetime member or anything. Definitely. But I just respected her hustle so much because she's, like, all over the place. You know, she's traveling. She's 
getting to it. She's getting to it. And I respect, respect it. that. Yeah. yeah. I respect the hustle. And she's not like on there. Like she's not just straight up making porn, you know, like right, right. like that. Um, but yeah, OnlyFans is it's a little craziest. more classy. It's a little more classy. A little more classy. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. And it's one of those things where you're like, damn, I wish I would have thought of that. Mm-hmm. So we're just one of those. Definitely. But, man. So now that you're back, uh, you know, from your little mental break, which is always a great thing to take a mental break, especially recognizing that you need one. I mean, that's the hardest thing. Well, you know, in the black community, um, we kind of just, uh, we don't recognize our problems. Even if we do, we kind of just, it, it just snowballs down from there and we never get the help we need. I had an interview with an author who wrote a, who wrote a book on uh, black mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I can't forget. He's going to hate me if he hears this. I'm so terrible at names, but it's on my Instagram. I, do, I did an IG live with him, and uh, we did it that way. But um, definitely, I'll send you the link for that. It's, definitely. I appreciate um, that. But, um, and I want to read it, too. He's like, I'm like, he's like, it relates to anyone. It's just, that's just who I'm trying to target. And I'm like, yeah, because everybody can relate to mental health for the most part, either themselves or somebody in their family. Definitely. But, uh yeah, I we talked about that um, being like a, it's kind of a stigma, you know, like kind of a tough. You have to have that tough mentality. Like I can get through this by yeah, myself, yeah. that kind of thing. Definitely, yeah. that's a man thing too. I agree. Yeah, ego. It's ego gets in the way a lot, a lot. Yeah, definitely ego. Yeah, but the ego can help sometimes, especially when it comes to the. When it comes to hip-hop, man, you got to be, depending on what you're recording and what you're talking about, you got to have that drive. You got to have that um, that confidence. You do. You do. It's needed because otherwise people are going to tell, like, you're not delivering. You're not, you know, um, sound, sound might be off, something like that. Like that delivery and uh, you've always had the passion in your delivery and you can tell, like, there's pain behind it or there's love behind it or whatever the emotion is that you're going through. You can feel it. And um, yeah, I've always respected that about your music. That's why I've, I've been following for a long time. I follow any any artist um, that I can come across from the Quad Cities. I mean, I've been friends with Torian for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, when he lived in Chicago, I didn't know anybody. We used to kick it all the time. Um, when we could, anyway, I was working a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd love to see him prosper. Um, Zavi, uh, I always say the r- last part wrong. Is it Russin or Rusin? 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 You know what I'm talking about? Zavi? I don't want to butcher his name, but I think it's Rusan. Rusan? Yeah. I, yeah, I knew I was going to butcher it. Because uh, he used to go by another name before that. And I can't remember. And then there was you know, Calico. And then I still say Cali all the time. Um, That's the thing with rappers. We're always switching up our names. Switching up the name. <laughs> you don't know what to call it. You've had the same name, though. Actually, I didn't. You didn't? I didn't. You For didn't. a while, I went by Black Keith. My original name, my my government name is Keith. So um, I used to call myself Black Keith for a while. Um, and I probably took the switch to Pootyville probably at about 18. And where does that name stem from? Well, everyone... Everyone calls me Pootie already. Okay. And I was hanging with a group of guys. Uh, we kind of just had this thing. Um, uh, like one of my, my homies, uh, he used to call himself Trino World. Um, 
And we just kind of had this thing where we named our, we put that after our name, Trino World, um, uh, Sim City. That was another guy I was running with. And uh, I was already, everyone called me Pootie. Even my teachers and, um, you know, from grade school to high school called me Pootie. Um, so I just threw the veil on at the end. It was a, uh, Pootie was a name that uh, my father gave me when, okay. when I was born. And so it just stuck. Um, and I just owned it. I tried to get away from it. Even when I was being called Black Keith, I tried to get away from it. And people just still called me Pootie. And, uh, so, yeah, I and, gotta go you know, that. I'll be a 50, 60, 70 year old man being called Pootie. And I'll never get away from that. Yep. Yep. But I've come to terms with that. Makes sense. You gotta go with what works. I mean, what people are gonna call you? Name right. recognition. So. Right, right, right. Definitely. So. Yeah. So uh, I noticed you did some a little bit of a rebrand. You know, trying to put out some merch, trying to do some yeah, I'm some getting different things. Uh, it's, it's the villains. Um, of course, it's just a little play off my name. Yeah. But uh, you know the the kind of idea I have behind it is, you know, what does a villain do? Um, the main goal is to take over the world and. That's what I'm trying to do, is uh, to take over the world. And, um, and you know, I have a quote. It's a, it's a villain. It, um, a person is only a villain um, whose story hasn't been told. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the whole idea behind villains. And uh, I just want people to get on board and, um, you know, see what I'm doing. Because uh, we're going to take over the world. Villain. So, uh Thinking about the, an album or a mixtape next, or you're not sure? Kind of weighing that out. I'm not sure, man. I'm just working. I'm just working. Um, definitely. Um, well, the Are next you recording part. at home or? Uh, I record at home. Okay. Um, I record myself actually, and uh, sometimes I go to the studio. But it's more. It's more. My music is so personal, man. So. Um, not that I, that I have any problem with recording with anyone else. I understand. It's just mean. when you're in that that zone, it's almost like an author writing a book. He doesn't write a book in front of, uh, or as he's writing his biography. He doesn't write that in a room full of people. Yeah, it's a it's a certain energy that I need, and it's it's kind of like I it needs to be only my energy in the room when I'm making that music when I'm writing that. So usually when you do the stuff like uh, when you record the stuff that you get you're getting back to the recording stuff in the cars, you know, which I think is awesome because that's like kind of how it started. Definitely. Um, somebody somebody's with you there, I assume, filming it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it has to be somebody that's you know, it can't just be anybody. No, no, no. I I I, I usually it's someone I'm comfortable with. For the longest, um, those early videos, it was my mom recording me. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of people tell me, you know, to stop doing the car raps and, you know, you should do music videos and things like that. And, yeah, I'll, I'll get to those. Of course, yeah. But here's the thing about the car raps. Um, they're working. They work. They touch dude, people. The, dude, now that you're on TikTok, definitely keep doing the car raps. Yeah, it, it, and it works for me, and I'm not going to turn my back away from something that works for me. I wouldn't tell everyone to go do it. Yeah. Um, it just works for me, and I wouldn't stop. So I'd be an idiot to stop something that works. Exactly. Yeah. Another thing that I've noticed, because uh, uh, I've been on and off uh, writing and recording rap for all, all like ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as a, it's very personal. Like I don't even share it with everybody. Like I, I just recently started like actually putting it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I've gotten into on TikTok is they have this thing that you can do. Producers will just put out a beat and they'll be like, duet this and rap. Yeah, I've yeah, seen that. And seen uh, that. if you jump on those, man, you'll easily take off. Just get on a, like popular, real popular producers. Yeah, people have been telling me to get on TikTok for so long. Oh, I, I, I was so against it. I, I'm like, I, what do I, I'm a grown man. What do I need to be on TikTok exactly. for? I didn't get it. And that's the whole thing. Yep. Just not understanding something when it just, it's, I'm always giving pushback to something that's new and yeah. just uh, get, getting with the times. And um, TikTok is cool, man. Everyone's on there from your grandma to your, you know, your daughter. So it's crazy. So much stuff. Uh, you know, I started I started watching for, at first I got on there uh, for the for the podcast, for like mental health, and just to follow people that talk about mental health, motivational stuff, things like that. Then I started getting into like, you know, people doing stuff themselves, building something out of nothing, and then I get in this concept. You can get in such a loop on there where you're just stuck yeah, on TikTok watching videos. Definitely, and, yeah. And I like to golf, so I'm watching, like, golf videos and, like, this dude, like, showing me how to, like, chip better and shit. I'm just like, man. Yeah, if you if you got a niche, um, I mean, a lot of people get famous for anything on there, but if you got, I, I feel like if you have a niche on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, people are definitely going to follow you and tune in. Oh, yeah. There's just dudes that are, like, on there that will, uh, like, for the golf, for example, they'll just, they'll play nine holes, and they'll just speed it up real fast, like, each hole, so mm-hmm. they get every each hole in there uh, and, like, just show you how they played. And they're obviously really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and people just eat that shit up. And that's and the thing, and I want to say this, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But, um, you know, I... People ask me for advice all the time on music and, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, check out my music, man. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think I should do? And, and I wasn't going to do that when I was talking about my music either. No, 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 no. Yeah. I just wanted to say this, just us talking about the niche thing. Uh, a lot of guys try to follow the trend. Um, they look at who's popping. and um, I get a lot of people that I go to the studio with, studio with or come over and record and they're just kind of stuck. They don't know what to talk about. And I would tell them, find your niche. Be you. That's exactly. all people want from you. Just be you. Yeah, people are trying to ride the waves. and Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes it works, but for, for, a most part, for the most part, that's that guy. That's what works for them. You have to, if, you, if you're into, well, people have to understand, if you're into, you know, anime, rap about anime. Yeah. Rap about what you know. Cause there, it, tell me, I'll tell you, there's millions of people out there who love anime, oh, would yeah. love to hear about you rapping about anime. Yep. So there's an audience for anything you want to talk about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I saw the other day, I think I, I think I might have. I don't know if I talked to you on the phone about it or not, but I was talking to somebody the other day about the. T-Pain. Oh, you you shared it actually. Yeah, the T-Pain yeah. video. Where T-Pain <laughs> Do just, something else. Stop. Do something else. We oh, have that man. already. That was so funny. Yeah. And I, I even needed to hear that. Yeah. I, I definitely needed to hear that. Yeah. Because you're like, do I need to do I need to start using auto tune? Do I need to start doing that? Well, you know, uh, 
a lot of people don't really understand my personality because sometimes I get on the internet and I had no, I had no, um, I wasn't going to, I wasn't really trying to, um, do auto tune or I kind of, I know who I am as an artist. I know what type of music I'm going to make, but I love to hear just what people think. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to hear what just pe- how people view music and how they view me as an artist. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm always going to make what I want and give the people what I, what I feel like, um, you know, it has to touch me first. And then if they like, if they like it or love it, um, that's a plus. Are there particular producers you work with or do you produce your own, your own beats as well. I've tried to get into producing beats. Um, that's just so hard, man. It's tough. Uh, you just you just have to be dedicated to it, um, and just really just learn the craft, and every day try to master that craft. A lot but of I, trial and error. I yeah, I I would just I I have certain producers that um, I love um, online, um, but for the most part, man, I'm just like any other independent artist. I go on YouTube. Uh, if I'm in a Drake type of mood, I'll take type in a Drake type beat, and you know, you know, buy if I like the beat, I'll buy the beat, um, and I, that's kind of my process. Beat stars, yeah, yeah. As, I'll just regular process as any independent artist. That makes sense, yeah. And I, I, um, that's the thing. I can never really find a producer who kind of I feel like matches, um, yeah, my style. It's so because my style, I feel like uh, it's just not it's not as popular. The sound I make, um, so a lot of producers are making those trappy, trappier beats because um, they're making money out. Yeah, so they're gonna go where the money is, and uh, so it's really tough for me to find to really lock in with one producer because he's chasing this sound, and I'm like, no, I I need this sound. So yeah. Uh, they're like, ah, I don't really do that. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, and, or yeah, because I feel like some of the big guys that I look up to, like, like uh, even Drake. Drake's got his producer. I can't remember his name. He's got forty. He's got a. He's got. Yeah, he's got forty. He, yeah. he works with Boy Wonder. Yeah. Drake works with a, a few guys. Though. A few guys though, but forty was like the main guy. Yeah, like, yeah. he's been there since the beginning. Definitely. Uh, I feel like. Well, Cole does a lot of stuff himself. Yeah, yeah. Cole definitely does a lot of yeah, a lot of his own beats. Yeah, but he has a guy as well. Um, you know, with like Mac Miller had Germ. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's, but it's hard to come by, you know, especially around here. Yeah, it's 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 tough to find. You would think because you want that relationship, you want to meet somebody. You want that's seems to be more like a it's, it can't be just something online i mean it'd be very hard to develop that relationship online yeah you, you have to you have to go to these states and you have to network and um, meet new people because it is hard to develop a real strong relationship online because um it's almost if you hit someone up online it's just hey but how do you benefit me you know if someone hits even hits me up um I got my own thing going on, and you just want to skip a whole step of hard work, you know, blood, sweat, tears, dedication by, you know, joining what I'm doing that I've done the blood, sweat, and tears and put the work in. Um, and not to sound like an asshole, but how does that benefit me in any way? You 
know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm down to help. If I think someone's dope, I'm down to just, if I, if I like you, I'm going to reach out to you, you know? Um, but as far as someone's just trying to jump on the bandwagon, um, even uh, when I wasn't active, you know, uh, you weren't in my inbox, and now I'm uh, active again, and you see, you know, a couple hundred thousand views or so many likes on my video. Now you want to, you know, join the wave, and that's just not the type of shit I'm into. It's like, uh, you better show me some money for the, for that feature. I mean, I saw you post about features, people trying to lowball you and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, but I've been dealing that for with that for a while, and um, I think it's kind of like in this box I'm in, because I make a certain type of music, and a certain, I know certain people, um, I think to a lot of people, my music is inspiring, right? And it's inspiring to a certain amount of people who aren't, where they want to be in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just going to say my the people who listen to me are broke, right? But they're, 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 they're inspired because here's a guy who, you know, he doesn't really have jewelry on. Um, he doesn't, he's not flashing money and this and that. So he's like me, you know. He's just trying to get to it just like me. And those are the people who don't really have the money. They might be working a nine-to-five and they don't really have the money to drop 500 or 750 bucks for um a feature or you know yeah so um i get it i get it it's tough um it's just a it's 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 a tough thing but at the same time i mean this is your livelihood this is yeah they have to understand this is how i pay my rent you know this is how i you know eat every day so yeah exactly i mean and I had posted on, you know, Facebook, you know, I'm rapping for free. Um, and, you know, I, I do love it. I would do this for free. But I'm not really rapping for free, not per se. But I say it's like I'm rapping for free because um, I love to do this. And, and no, I'm not making as much money as, you know, um, the guys, you know, up there. But um, so I am making a living. Yeah, so where is... Uh it's weird because things have changed so much with all the streaming stuff. So are you getting, I mean, I've heard the streaming money. I've heard different things about the streaming money. So is it like even really, is that like much of a, of an income for you or is it more of like ad revenue from videos or definitely stream a lot, a lot of artists shit on streaming. Um, and I, I don't like streaming. I'll be I'm not an advocate for streaming, but at the same time, um, let's go it's back the way to 20, 2016 and where we're in 2021, and I haven't worked a job since then, So, and I made all my money basically off streaming, so I'm able to go out. I, can, I can't buy anything I want. I can't walk off the lot with a fresh new car, but if I want to go to the mall and I want to go shopping, um, I can do that. I, if I want to pay my rent to do that and not stress about it so um and i'm just trying to open up you know new streams of income really getting the merch game right um start touring um that's what i'm really focused on is um really out getting out there and touching the people and see who really supports me and go to these different cities so is there any i've heard instagram is basically like like no money, like there's no money in Instagram. Is that wrong? It depends. It depends on um, 
there's a lot of there's actually a lot of money in Instagram. Um, it just depends on what type of following you have, how much engagement you have, because you can easily get brand deals on Instagram. Um, it's tough for a rapper, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe it's a little more better for a street rapper. Um, I would say, uh, just because you get a lot more features and, uh, it's all about the hustle too. It's all about the hustle. So if you, if you, as long as you have a product to sell and you have eyes, you can make money and Instagram is just a great way to market yourself. Yeah, exactly. Cause I don't know. Uh, well, they, well, Instagram doesn't really do ads, but Facebook does. I don't know if they have, do they run ads on any of your videos since they've, Obviously, had a certain amount of views. They can Facebook or Instagram. Facebook. Uh, I can run ads on my my videos. Okay. Um, I haven't done it. Um, I used to run ads back in. I want to say twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Um, I haven't done it yet. Not not a, as not because I don't want to. I just haven't done it yet. Um, I'm kind of just trying to see what my thing. What I can do organically. Yeah, not not ads promoting your stuff. I mean, ads like they're paying you to, like, halfway through watching one of your videos. They're oh. clip for, like, Bud Light or something. Oh, okay, okay, That's okay. what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about running ads, like, promoting yourself. Sorry. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, um, I actually can. Um, I think there's, like, a, well, TikTok has a creator fund. I don't know how Facebook There's a criteria it. on Facebook, so... In order to, for me to have ads, first of all, I would have to be making three-minute videos, you know. Yeah, there's a minimum. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. I meet the requirements, you know, with the followers and the engagement. I'll meet all you the criteria. I just have to make longer videos. That's it. Yeah. Which is doable. And I definitely want to, uh, I'm thinking about starting a Patreon um, and just have exclusive content on there. I'm just, I got a lot of ideas, man. Um, there's so many ways to make money. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. People um, will support you. If you show them that you're talented and um, they're going to support you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. As far as your, because not many people in, in 2016, 2018, years back, people would actually buy digitally buy albums are you seeing any digital album sales anymore or is that just it's just straight streaming um actually there are a few people out there doing it um i actually i'm actually thinking about it's crazy that you brought that up i'm actually thinking about doing the next project i release um as doing it as a digital download because you make that money in real time with streaming you drop an album, you're not going to see any money for that album for three months. So yeah. just think if you, you spent $5,000, $7,000 into a project, that it's going to take three months to get that money back. But if you drop it as a digital download, you see all that money in real time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, digital downloads, I would still, I would say do what you want to do. It's the internet, man. Yeah, you can exactly. do anything There's you want. so many different options. Yeah, exactly. Have you found somebody that's gonna uh, that's gonna do your merch for you though? You found somebody to work with? I have actually. I have actually. Yeah. So merch is on the way. Um, just trying to figure out how I'm gonna market it, and just uh, I'm just I'm a real. I like to study things. So um, 
right now I'm just studying the merch and um, what makes a successful merch slash clothing line. And yeah, you don't want to just drop it. And just yeah, just drop it and like, hey, buy my shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so um, definitely just trying to trying to master that. I just want to be a master at everything I do. And that's what I, that's what I'm big on. I don't I don't get into anything unless I'm trying to master it. Mm-hmm. Like you asked about the beats earlier. Yes, I feel like I could I can do anything I put my mind to. Mm-hmm. I have that type of I just I just have that type of belief in myself. Yeah. But I know at the same time if I don't um if I'm not going to approach it with 150%, um I won't do it. That's basically that. Yeah, that makes sense. And you definitely have to approach beats at 150%. Yeah, you do. You yeah. Do. I was talking to Josh about that the other day, actually, because he was on the podcast on Saturday. And uh, he's like, yeah, I can make, like, little jingles and stuff <laughs> like that, but I can't do the hip-hop beats, man. It's a lot. You got to have the passion for it, man. Yeah. Passion, passion, passion. Yeah. If there's no passion there, um, because you have to – if there's no passion and you're sitting there two hours into a, you know, a session and you kind of only have, you know, you're still working on the chord progression or you're still trying to find uh, the right beat pattern and you're two, three hours in, um, that takes patience. And if you don't have the passion for that, um, you're done before you start. I feel like I have to get up and, like, walk away and sit down and get walk. I couldn't just sit there. But see, when you love it, though, when you love it, you don't even realize you've been sitting there for two, three hours. That's true. That's true. Good point. Um, well, I feel like if you hit a certain point point where you get stuck mm-hmm. and you're trying to fix something and you're just, like, stuck in a loop where you're like, I can't fix this. I got to walk away from it. For right, right, right. Yeah, have a fresh year or whatever. Um, yeah, be, uh, that's something I would like to be able to do, but like you said, I would have to, it, it's going to take some time, and I don't have that right now. I'm working on other things. I'm doing a lot, like I, like I was telling you, I'm working on a lot of self-care stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fitness thing has been really tough for me. Um, it's easy now, but it was always tough for me before I got into this routine. I kind of got into a routine of going to the gym, um, trying to find every motivation I can. I don't really need that extra motivation like I thought I did. Like, I I used to have to, like, talk myself into it or, like I was telling you earlier, have somebody else be like, hey, we're going to the gym. Meet me at the gym. But, you know, it's not all about the gym either. It's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's really about the diet, man. If you can get your diet right. Yeah. And, yeah, That's you another mix, it, thing. In, you mix yeah. it in with the gym. Um, yeah, I'm trying not to overeat, and I'm also not – Trying not to do the all the mm-hmm. fast food, man. It's just like, cause I tell you, so bad. I have like a one track mind, so boom, I'm like working out like fucking crazy every day, and really, like fucking eating salads. I don't even eat salads, but I was, I'm trying to eat all the right things, and then, boom, I switch back to the music, and my kind of working out falls off. But I've still been able to lose weight because I kind of got into that routine mm-hmm. of kind of paying attention to what I eat. Yeah. And so my diet isn't as bad as it was, so I'm still losing weight. So um, I would say, you know, focus on the diet, get the diet down. And then, too, what really helps is not just going to the gym to work out, but finding an activity that you can do that you love. 
Like, if you love to play basketball, go run some pickup games, you yeah. know. Um, if you got a dog, you know, go run, you know, go out to the park, throw the fish, be with the dog. I don't know. Yeah. Also, uh, I live by the bike path, so I did buy a bike, so I've been riding my bike sometimes, too. So See, and yeah, I enjoy doing that. That's I, dope. So it's like, when I was a kid, man, I rode my bike everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. Didn't think twice about it, you didn't know. Didn't think twice about Did you it. have the pegs on the back? Of course, yeah. <laughs> I, had the mini pe- I had the mini pegs, so you couldn't have too big a feet, otherwise you no. wouldn't ride on the back. No, we used to have a guy on the on the, on the the back of the pegs and then the one, on the front. one on the front. Yeah. We're going, we're all. Uh, yeah, my brother had the four pegs. I just had the two. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. No, I didn't buy that type of bike this time. I'm like, I'm not trying to. Uh, do any BMX shit. Uh, <laughs> now you you got the beach cruiser. You on that? I just got like uh just like a tre- uh No, it's a Schwinn. It's just like an older Schwinn. Okay. I wanted to get like an old school Schwinn, but I. Oh, that would been fucking dope, man. Those are hard to come by, man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. If I do see one, I'm gonna buy one though, for sure. You're not big on running. Uh, no. Running fucking sucks, doesn't it? It's awful. Yeah. Who? I I was watching the Olympics, right? Like. Who would want to run 5,000 miles? Who wants to do that? Who? I have friends that do it, man. My buddy Dan, uh, my buddy Steve. Steve uh, actually won, I can't remember the name of the award at the Bix. Like, he was one of the fastest. Like, I think he was in the top 20. Good for him. I don't know how he does it. They run, like, him and Dan run, like, 5 or 10 miles a day. Easy. That's crazy. No. I'm never going to do that. Like, I always tell people, I'm not running unless somebody's chasing me, and that's <laughs> true to this day. Yeah. Fastest I ever ran was when I got I got pulled over. We got pulled over in high school. Me and my buddy were didn't have shit to do. We were drinking in the car, hanging out in the parking lot. As we were leaving the parking lot, a cop follows us. And my friend thought it would be a good idea. It was foggy, so he's like, I can lose him. Mm-hmm. I was like... Okay. <laughs> I was like, whatever. I'm just sitting here. Uh, go for it, man. Go for it, bro. This is your ass, really. Mm-hmm. You're the one driving. Uh, he did not lose him. Uh, the cop uh, caught up. I go, dude, I'm, uh, I didn't really ask. I told him. I go, I'm bailing. I'm gone. I'm, as soon as you stop this car, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Because I, I can't. I don't want to get in trouble. Um with sports or with school or with my parents or whatever. I didn't want to get in trouble. I was still in high school. And uh, so he's like, okay, but take this empty take this empty beer can with you. I didn't want to open container. So I had two beers. I started running. I lost my shoe. I kicked it up, caught it, kept running. He goes, man, that is the fastest I've ever seen anyone run. That's the fastest I've ever seen you run. He's been friends, he's been friends with me for years. And I'm really slow normally, like mm-hmm. super slow. Like the fat kids <laughs> like Tom are not Brady slow. Me. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> slow. And uh, he ended up getting out of it because uh, the cop, um, the cop was a marine, mm-hmm. a retired marine or an ex marine or whatever, and uh, so was uh, my friend's dad. And he was high, and his, his my friend's dad had a higher rank mm-hmm. than him, and he knew him because he was underage. Obviously, he had to. Go pick him up, like you had to call your parents and pick him up and stuff like that. So he lucky, as, lucky as shit. She. Yeah, well, we would have never got away with that. No, no, no. no. Yeah, super lucky. Uh, but oh man, I I ran I ran for like a good mile. 
not, not I didn't need to run that far at all. There's no one chasing me. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't. It was there was snow on the ground too. Like oh yeah wow that was a good little workout though. But that was the most I really ran <laughs> ever. <laughs> That's I'll the do, most you ever no, ran. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I I do the I do the elliptical. I don't hate the elliptical. I'll mm. do the elliptical. Yeah. Um. But I've also heard a lot of stories, um, and my grandma, my grandma's a retired nurse, and she's like, that running's bad, it's bad for your knees. Yeah, your knees. fucking knees cracking and shit, man. I don't, I don't want to have to have knee surgery when I'm in my 50s or yeah. something. No. Crazy. I'm good. That gives me another excuse not to do it. Yeah, well, that's what we do. We look for excuses. <laughs> we look for excuses not to do it. Oh, man. I gotta check the time. Okay, we're good on time. I got I'm actually doing uh, another thing I've been doing is doing things that scare me or that I've always wanted to do. Um, and that one of those things is stand up comedy. Um, mm-hmm. There's an open mic that I'm doing tonight. Um, Where's that at? It's at Renwick Mansion. Um, it's uh, up on Tremont, east side of Davenport. I'll have to come check you out. Yeah, man. If you got nothing going on, it's only five bucks. There's like going to be 15 comedians. Uh, just doing five minutes. Now, are these, uh, it's just an open mic? Are these famous comedians or just local? Just local. local. Okay. Uh, some of them travel from, like, Dubuque, Iowa City. Yeah. Um, there's kind of, like, a network uh, of comedians that I've met that kind of just, like, make the rounds mm-hmm. around. Um, but the most popular guy in the Quad Cities, his name is Chris Schlichting. Uh, he's been doing comedy for like 15 years and if anyone big comes into town, they, Chris opens for them or okay. anyone, even if they go to Des Moines, I mean, Chris will open for them more than likely. That's dope. That's yeah. Dope. So, yeah. I have to come check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Something to do. Um, so I've been working on that. It helps me with my anxiety cause I have a big fear of, you know, crowds speaking in front of people. Yeah. Um, being recorded. I don't like being on camera. I don't like any of this, but I do it because mm-hmm. it's like, it's uh, it's a way to me to face stuff head on. I'm facing stuff head on because I used to avoid doing so many things that mm-hmm. I wanted to do just out of just fear, just fear based. Mm-hmm. Like that's what anxiety is, and that's uh, I'm just sick of dealing with it. Sick of doing that. Sick of avoiding stuff. Yeah, it can definitely take over your life. So you. You gotta fucking own anxiety, make it your bitch. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, I got next couple months, I can kind of focus on myself and what I need to do. And then October, November, the job I did, my nine to five, I work in insurance uh, and employee benefits. And mm-hmm. uh, October, November and December are like the worst months for us mm-hmm. because everybody, every job, most companies, like 90% of the companies, that's when they do like their enrollment where they pick, pick their insurance plans for the next year mm-hmm. or change their medical, their dental. So my company, what we do is we are like a third party that works with these bigger companies and with their HR departments we learn their insurance plan. We learn their coverage. We learn their options, and we explain it to their employees when they call in. We're basically like a call center, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they just bumped me up to leadership, so I'm going to have to train people that are going to be on phones that have never been on the phones talking about insurance before. And this is all going to be done virtually. Uh, so. so it's going to be crazy. We've only done this. Well, last year we did our, our first uh, annual enrollment is what it, it's called. We did it uh, for the first time last year all online because we had to, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my company's decided to go all all remote. Like Until March of last year, I was working in Iowa City, and I was traveling to Iowa City every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as they said I could work, work from home, I was all about it. Yeah, that, I think that's the one thing. That's just the one good thing. There's that a came couple from the good things. There's a know? couple good things. A lot of bad, but there's a couple good things. One, a lot of people are working from home, and it's mm-hmm. some people hate it. I fucking love it. It's great, and I was commuting, so it's huge for me. Time and who, money. Who wouldn't want to work in their PJs, man? Just exactly. No, the only time I had really had to put a shirt on mm-hmm. is if I'm doing a meeting with somebody. Even then, most people don't even turn their cameras on. Yeah. Like, it's so different. But people have been more productive, actually, mm-hmm. um, because they're like, because I think in the back of all of our minds, we're like, well, if we start slacking, they're gonna send us back to the office, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we need to we need to keep uh, need to keep up with our work. Otherwise, we're going back to the office, and we've been. And I think it saves the company money, tons right? of money. Uh, not yet, because uh, a lot of the my company has multiple locations. The main location's in Des Moines. Uh, that's headquarters. So that's a big office. Uh, office uh, office leases are typically three, five years. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're at with that lease, so they still got to keep that going. Uh, the Iowa City office, I think they're that one that I was working out of, which was a satellite office, they're going to probably shut down um, just because it's waste of money i don't know though um i know they're going to keep a couple offices open because some people are 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 they're giving people the option to work from the office if they want to some people got kids running around you can't be on the phone <laughs> and you got right. kids running around and stuff like that like Definitely. everything's recorded you um all the companies listen to the calls so some people it doesn't work but me it's just me at my house the only thing i have to worry about is my cat meowing in the background or something and i'm right. good yeah so but, uh, yeah, cool, man. yeah, the work from home thing's pretty great. Cause I was trying to do that before the pandemic. I, I would bring it up like every time I had a meeting with my boss, I was like, cause some people were doing it already. I was like, when you, I've been here for a while, you guys trust me. Like, I'm yeah, so it's, it's just like, I don't really have to be in this office to do this job. Exactly. Yeah. And I was so sick of driving, man. That drive was burning me out. It's an easy drive. I mean, it's less than an hour to Iowa City from Davenport, uh, mm-hmm. where I was going anyway. Um, but yeah, man, and that got that got me into podcasts though, and uh, also inspired me to do my own podcast because I was, you know, I was in the car all the time. I was listening to stuff. Very sad. Um, but also, it got me back into listening to whole albums. Um, I did listen to your. Uh, um, the album that you're talking about in 2018, I did listen to that full album in my car. Because mm. um, I could, cause I would never sit down and listen to a full album. I mean, mm. I never really did that straight through. And I used to do that all the time. Like when an album came out, I used to buy the, I used to buy that 
actual CD mm-hmm. and listen to the whole album straight through. And I was able you to. You have a favorite song from there? Ah, man. I'm putting trying, you on the spot here. You're putting me on the spot, man. I can't remember the names of the songs. Um, I couldn't tell you, man. Um, it's been a while since I've listened to it. I got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but yeah, man, I'm all about the deeper stuff, man. I'm all about the, the deeper that you go, the more you talk about, the more pain, like, cause I can, cause I can usually relate to that, um, being in that dark place, man. Um, cause I can, and that's the thing is, uh, it's not always about, um, where, some for some people it like, can have a lot to do with where you came from, but like me, like my my mind can take me to like the worst places ever. It doesn't matter. Like I I grew up in a really good family. Uh, went to uh, everyone asked where I went to high school. I went to Assumption High School, and you know I grew up in a good family and had a good upbringing. Like you know, really don't have any. Uh, excuses as far as my upbringing or background that way but my brain like does not work like everyone else's works and it's like scientifically been told to me that way and I'm just like ah so I've been able to um use that um and uh relate to other people and talk to other people about you know their issues and what they're going through um, and you know, I have, and the thing is like, I have family members that are, um, not close family members, but like distant family members, like in my distant family, like my cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff that struggle with stuff that I struggle with. And it is, I do feel like it's kind of a genetic thing, um, mm-hmm. with a lot, especially addiction. I mean, I have a lot of addiction on my mom's side of the family, like, um, to, it took it took my uncle out. Almost took my cousin out. I mean, it's no joke. And um, yeah, heavy shit, man. Yeah, it is. It really is. And when you're seeing people like, and that's the the toughest part about. I would say that one of the toughest things about being in recovery, besides you know staying clean, staying clean comes like comes natural after a certain amount of time, um, where you don't really get as tempted you know, the longer you stay away from it um, and the longer that you work on yourself. Um, But seeing people, like, either, you know, that have gotten it or, like, have gotten clean or quit their substance of choice, like, I'm not all about, like, hey, you need to quit everything because that, not everyone has to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone has their own plan. Like, I... um, that's one thing that I don't like about meetings um, is it can be kind of like a cult mentality uh, where you have to do it this way. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to end up in there's always the three right. th- the three things you're going to end up in jail, you're going to end up institutionalized, or you're going to die if you don't do these things. It's like that's not. I mean, that may work. Um, mm-hmm. But not everybody needs to do that. Um, you need to I figure agree. out. You need to figure out what works for you. I agree. And that's what I do. I take what I. Um, I listen to people. Um, I choose who I take advice from. Uh, 
I know who to reach out to if I have a problem with this. I know who to reach out if I have a problem with that. Um, and I found a network of people uh, through going to meetings. And I've been involved uh, in meetings throughout the whole state um, through different things because I do website stuff. So I've helped with websites for for people, for uh, for some of these programs just so more people could find recovery. Um, yeah. And uh, been able to, you know, it's I've been feeling a lot less alone, even when I feel really alone, because uh, I know who I can talk to about it. That's the thing is like it's just raw like conversation you can have with people like that you meet that have similar um, that have had similar issues with you. You can just have a raw open conversation and not have to sugarcoat anything you say. And yeah. then I have friends that'll be like, dude, you're on some bullshit or you're doing some stupid shit. You should not do that. And I have friends that I do that with too as well. Like friends getting into like stupid relationships, like, dude, what, what the hell are you doing? Like calling them out straight up, not mm-hmm. trying to like just be like, oh, well, I hope he figures it out. And like, you know, like that's. Well, it's I, hard. It's hard for someone to see their problems. It's easy to see someone else's problems. It is, it is, and I have people that can call me out on my shit. Um, I don't always listen to them when I should, uh, but, and there's some times where they've been wrong, too. I mean, not everybody knows what, what's best for you, but. As long as you're self-aware. The, the intentions, uh, I've recognized people's intentions a lot better, a lot more yeah. um, than I used to. With a clear mind, uh, I've been able to be more aware, not only of myself, but of what other people what are they trying to get out of this or what are they trying to get out of me? You know, mm-hmm. and I learned that a lot from my last relationship. It's like, what was, you know, what was she gaining from the relationship or what was I getting out of the relationship? And it was actually heavily in favor of what she was getting out of the relationship. And I was almost killing myself, like trying to make things work. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I love you, but can't can't do that. Right, can't make it happen. And that was one of the toughest things I had to do, man. It's just like, especially because you get comfortable with somebody, and you literally are so open with somebody. And I had never been that open with somebody um, on such a level before. And ending that was just so. It was weird. It was like. I had like I like I like created a new void that I have to fill. It's really weird. Um, Man, you just gotta you gotta put you gotta you gotta put the work in. You know, yeah. Um, to fill that void, you gotta start working on yourself, yeah. building yourself, and um, learning learning to be alone, and learning to the to be happy with just who you are as a person and say, cause before that I was, that was the thing. It's like this two year relationship changed that. Mm-hmm. Cause before that I was single for a long time and I was just cool. Like, I mean, I'd have times where I was like, man, I kind of wish I had somebody. Um, but I was comfortable being alone. Like I actually preferred it sometimes. Like I didn't want to be around people. Like I was cool. with just like hanging out or, you know, working on but there's something. a difference between being alone and working on yourself and just being alone. Isolating. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't even like 
Yeah. There's... It's like, hey, it's like, you know, my guys called me. It's like, hey, do you want to go here, 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 here? And I'm like, nah, man, I got to, I got to, you know, I got work to do because I'm trying to build something over here. Mm-hmm. And then, but maybe a couple months ago, it was like, um, hey, you want to go here? And it's like, uh, no, nah, I don't really feel like it because I'm too lazy, you know, I'm down because I'm not doing what I want to do in life and I'm not where I'm at. So. Yeah. Like I said, it's a difference between being alone oh, yeah, and being for isolated. Sure. For sure. And you got to be able to recognize that. But no, I was comfortable with myself and being alone. And I'm just, I I feel like I have to relearn that. Yeah. Which is what I'm working on now. I mean, there's. I mean, it, it should be this, man, the podcast. And um, just keep that moving and, and, you know, put your focus on that. Yep, but the focus, yeah, I've been focused on that. I've been focused on putting out content um, and also, like I said, doing stuff that, you know, I know I want to do. I've always been into stand-up comedy. I've been going to stand-up comedy shows for a long time. And then one one night, Chris, well, it was a couple of years ago, Chris, Chris asked me, he goes, when, when, am I, when are you just going to go up there, dude? Like, Yeah, yeah, like, what's, what you waiting on? <laughs> what are you waiting on? And then he reminded me again, like, a few months back, I was like, and I would always make that excuse, man, I don't have enough material, man. I just don't know what I'm going to say. And it's like, it's only five minutes, man. I can, I got, I got some stuff I can talk about. I could talk about all kinds of ridiculous stuff, stupid stuff I did, Mm -hmm. stories, but no, I got, I actually worked on it a little bit more than I did last time. I've only done one open mic before, but the first time I did really didn't prepare very well. I wrote some stuff and kind of went over it and, um, this time I actually recorded myself, like, doing it mm-hmm. a couple times, like, acting like I was, you know, in front of somebody and doing the actual bits and, you know, the timing and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, even if it doesn't go well, I'm going to keep doing it because with comedy, it's, like, expected, like, that you're not going to do well. Like, people are, like, very understanding of that. Like, it's almost like a rite of passage in mm-hmm. comedy, like, you know, like they call it bombing. Like you're gonna bomb, even if you've been doing it for a while. You're gonna have that occasional time where, like, the the audience just isn't feeling it. Of course, of course. So I think it's the same thing with music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, just with anything, you, like you said, you have to you have to prepare yourself. Um, one thing with me is I own failure. I I seek failure. That's that's what I'm about. Because when I know I fail, I'm like, okay, it's it's kind of it, it gets me excited when I fail at something, so I can tweak something. It's like a video game. Life is like a video game to me. If I fail at it, um, I want to see what I can do different to get to that yeah. next step. And and a lot of people are scared scared of failure, but I want it, yeah. desire it. Yeah, and I think that and people always look at me at like. Why, um, why this guy? Why he? Why is he the one that you know, um, moving up the ladder? And I, it's because I failed so many times. That's because I've been told no so many times, and I went back to the chalkboard and I design. I designed a new plan every time, and um, that's why. That's why I know I'm gonna win because I'm gonna keep failing till I do. Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of people I follow on social media. One in particular, uh, he's a 
big uh, entrepreneurial guy. Talk, he's very open. Uh, Gary V uh, is his name, and uh, he openly talks about failing. Just very, he's just like, and s- very similar mentality. And a lot of successful people have that mentality. Yeah, it's just when you fa- it's just not the end of the world. It's about just having that tenacity, just to just to fucking keep going. New mistakes, basically. Yeah, and learning from those mistakes. Yeah, you know, and I think we second guess ourselves. Oh yeah, and it's it's just having that fear of uh, that just being judged. It's just that big. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to. And a lot of people don't really care anyway. Like, they don't. They, and then this is what I told someone the other day. I said uh, it's a person who are they're kind of they have talent, but they're scared to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. And I say you do realize the internet is filled with people just scrolling on their phones, wanting to be entertained. They're they're there for the shit show. They're there for you know, um, if you're super fucking talented, they're there for that. Um, but whether you're good or not. People want you to put out content. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, once you put that out there, um, you never know what it can do. It could change your life. Yeah. Exactly. You got to make that leap. I mean, there's so many people holding themselves back. And I'm I'm reading a book right now called Resisting Happiness. And it's just about, like, all the different stuff you do to basically um, – Basically being your own worst enemy, basically just like sabotaging your life, like not even really knowing it just by not trying new things, by not putting yourself out there. Yeah, we only get we only get one life, man. Imagine you spend it, you know, not doing what you love to do. Yep. One life. That's it. That's all we get. Yeah. We should probably end on that, man. Um I appreciate. I'm surprised having, he hasn't. Man. I'm surprised he hasn't come in and kicked us out. But uh, we're over or over the hour. But yeah, I appreciate you being on here. And um, so, what uh, what can we expect next? Or we we just uh, got to stay st- stay tuned. Or uh, definitely stay tuned. But I got definitely more car wraps merch coming. Um, maybe some albums coming. Um, Is it just everywhere? Is just at Pootyville? Ever like that's at I am Pootyville. At I am Pootyville. Yeah, yeah. You can follow me at I am Pootyville. Basically on anything. I mean, just you can just expect content from me. I'm not even gonna say it. It might not even be music. Um, You know, you might expect a podcast from me. You know, you you never know with me. Um, You never know. So just expect content and a lot of fuck a lot of fucking content. Good, that's good. You seem like you're in a good place, man. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you being on appreciate here. Appreciate you, man. I don't know where the engineer went, but I got to find him so he can, I don't know how to turn any of this shit <laughs> <up. laughs> We should be good, man. Yeah.